Well, hello there, and welcome again to a new episode of the Author Revolution podcast. I am your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the author source for all things rapid releasing. Okay, so have you ever wondered why connecting with readers is super easy for some authors, but incredibly difficult for others? Maybe even you? Are you slaving away, working on your books, getting your hustle on? You know you have a great book, and maybe even a great series of books, but still, you're meeting lackluster results. Then, on the other side, your competition has fans practically tripping over themselves to get to their latest release. Oh, what's the dealio? (laughs) Well, it all comes down to understanding your ideal reader. Your competition knows this, and that's why they already know who their ideal reader is, where they frequent, and how to connect with them. But don't worry, soon you will too. Obviously, this week I've been thinking a lot about how authors connect to their ideal readers, aka superfans. And in the traditional marketing sense, this is usually called your ideal customer avatar. But for those of you who are kind of new to this concept, perhaps struggling to find your superfans, you might be wondering how to define your ideal readers or even how to know where to connect with them. The good news is I am here to help. Truth be told, I've struggled in this arena as well, particularly because my first few books weren't strictly one genre or another. They were genre benders, and I didn't know if I wanted to stick with the same genre just yet. As a matter of fact, I didn't, but that didn't stop me from trying to narrow down my audience just the same. So before I tell you why niching down and knowing your ideal reader inside and out is so important, you first need to know what they are. Ideal readers, just as the name suggests, means knowing precisely the type of person who will consume your books ravenously without question and without fail. (laughs) So in order to do that, you need to know some very specific things about them. However, in my personal experience, before you can define them, your goal as an author is really to identify who you are first. So when we're confused about who we are, what we like, what we want to write, finding our tribe, aka those awesome readers who will love everything you write, will be damn near impossible. I take the saying from the Oracle of Delphi very seriously. Know thyself. Once you know who you are, next up is to define what your ideal reader would look like. While it might seem like overkill, niching down to them as far as you could possibly go could be your golden ticket here. You do need to get specific. What's their age, their gender, location, ethnicity, education level, career, reason for reading? Be as specific as you possibly can. And it's not that these are the only people who will ever read your book but they're the ones you write for, right? Everyone thinks at first that they're going to target everyone. Their book belongs in the hands of all the readers. (laughs) But newsflash, that's not going to happen. Even if your book has universal appeal, the chances of the universe finding out about it without those super fans backing you up is actually next to nil. Even J.K. Rowling had to start with an ideal reader in mind and allow her marketing to expand from there. She started it as a children's fantasy series, and look how it has exploded. However, the key here is that you have to find the golden nugget hidden in the weeds first so that they can sing your praises and then carry the news for you. Look, trying to build an audience that doesn't even know you exist or if they're going to like your book will do you no good. You need to connect with the ones who are already resonating with what you're putting out there. And you do this by taking a close look at your story or various stories and decide what resonates the most for you as its creator. 
Then figure out what genre best fits the theme. You can and should do this for each book, particularly if the reader is different. And as a side note, this is why many authors will actually have different pen names for different genres. Not all readers can go with that flow. So if you write in one genre, cultivate a relationship with those readers, and then swap to a completely different genre, let's say from cozy mystery to paranormal romance, you might lose some of those readers who are previously fans. Yes, I like to consider myself a genre-bending author, but that doesn't mean I'm not wise to the ways that I should be marketing my books. So even though my books all have that supernatural thread, even the Pandamas Chronicles, when I market my books, I do make sure to target the readers who are best suited for it. And I try to make sure that all of my books still stick with that common theme of supernaturalness. Does that make sense? Okay, so how are we going to go about doing all of this? I mentioned it a little earlier on, but let's dig in a little bit more here. Here are a few questions to help you identify who your ideal reader might be. This is just a starting point, so feel free to dig even deeper if you like. The first question is, what is the age of your ideal reader? Are they kids, young adults, adults? What age bracket best suits your ideal reader and why? What is the gender of your ideal reader? Look, it's not to say that if you pick a woman as your ideal reader that men won't read your book. We're just niching down so that we know how to best resonate with our superfans, and more on why in just a minute. Number three, do they fall in a specific demographic? For example, the LGBT community, in alternative religion or ethnicity. Why is it important to you as the author, and how does the book resonate with them? If they're adults, are they married, single, in a partnership? Number five, what job do they have? How long have they been working there? Number six, what do they secretly long for? Do they want to have magical powers, find the love of their lives, rekindle a romance, step into a bigger destiny? Number seven, where do they hang out? This one can help you identify where to connect with them. Are they in their 30s and 40s? If so, are they Facebook fanatics? If they're younger, say teens to mid-twenties, are they hanging out on Instagram or have they moved over to TikTok and Snapchat? Number eight, other than reading, what are their interests? Do they enjoy nature? Alternative healing techniques? Do they wonder about life beyond our planet? Do they wish they could fly? Think of things your ideal reader has an interest in and write them all down. Number nine, when it comes to reading, why do they do it? I mean, let's face it, guys, there are a million forms of content out there vying for our attention at any given moment. What is it about a good book that calls to them specifically? Is it escapism to feel something, to expand their perspective, to explore? Whatever it is, write it down and make sure that you keep that prevalent in your mind. Number 10, how do they prefer to read? Digitally? Paperback? Audio? The reason this question is important has less to do with how you speak to your audience, but how to deliver what they want. So knowing how they'll prefer to read your books makes it easy to give it to them. All of these questions will help you frame your marketing message so that you can connect with them on a level that no other author is doing yet, or very few at least. Think about it. Your words flow so much better when you're speaking to someone who you know rather than being a formal or stilted or, God forbid, marketing jargon all the time, you can speak to your ideal reader slash superfan directly using fun language that resonates and makes them feel seen. 
When you know who your ideal reader is inside and out, the benefits don't just stop at the marketing messaging either. Knowing who they are can improve the way you create your characters, plan your story arcs and themes, and improve the overall power of your novel. Plus, as your novel goes on to take form, knowing who your superfans are will also help you not feel so overwhelmed when you go through the revision stage, and it can strengthen your book during the second pass. Your superfans give you that clarity to know which aspects they're going to be expecting you to strengthen, while the others can kind of be left in the background. As final food for thought on defining our ideal readers, because I'm sure I'm going to be asked, can we be our own ideal reader? Sure, without question, that can work. Oftentimes, I find myself doing that with my own writing. I like mystery, and I like stories that connect supernatural elements that can surprise me. So if my own story connects me to those elements, I know I'm on the right track. However, it doesn't mean you have to be your ideal reader. I mean, what if you're a woman sci-fi writer who loves to dig into militaristic space operas and is targeting guys, or a male romance writer who's writing for women? Obviously, there's a crossover of interests, but in this case, or both cases, you wouldn't fit into the role of your own ideal reader. Okay, so let's say you've now discovered who your ideal reader is, and you want to start amassing a horde of those superfans. Now what? How do you bring that to life? The number one rule to this next phase is to be human. Pretend that you have nothing at all to sell, because in this next phase, you really don't. You are just adding value to the conversation, whatever that conversation might be. Okay, got it? Promise me. (laughs) Zero selling. Nada, zip, zilch. Repeat after me. This is really important. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Your super fans will be super fans because they've built a level of trust and respect for you. In order to do this, you need to be a person first and grow into your role with them as an author later. Give your fans and your super fans some credit because sooner or later, they're going to figure out you're writing some really cool books, okay? All right. So finding those alicorns, I mean super fans, (laughs) how are you going to go about doing it? Well, if your book is brand new, this may be a little bit more difficult, particularly if you don't read in your own genre. I know some authors who really don't, and they should. But for new authors, and yes, even some seasoned ones, your best bet is to find other authors and influencers within your own genre. I want you to repeat after me. Other authors are not my competition. Yep, one more time. Other authors are not my competition. Yes, they're in the same space as you. Yes, readers might be going and choosing their book over you. But at the end of the day, readers can and do read from hundreds, if not thousands of different authors over their lifetime. There is enough room for everyone. Now, a caveat before I get started on this next section. Your time is limited. So don't let this next phase overwhelm you. I know it kind of felt that way to me in the beginning. But I want you to find a few of these and do them extremely well. Let the rest fall to the side until you feel called to do them, or whenever you find that something isn't working, okay? All right, so with all that being said, I want you to do two things with your friendly author competition. Let's call it that. It makes it more playful, right? Okay, so first, I want you to know who the heck they are. Go on to Amazon and look into those genres that you rank for or plan to rank for. Make a list of the ones you personally resonate with in terms of their covers, their blurbs, And definitely make note of their author ranking, book sales ranking, and number of reviews. Next, check out their online presence. Check out social media, their website, their newsletter. Find out as much information as you can on them. Do a Google search with their name and fan at the end. 
See what people are talking about when it comes to their books, what they're saying, what they like, what they don't like, and make a mental note of it. Then second, I want you to reach out to them. Yes, to your competition, but not in the way you think. I don't want you diving headlong into a lengthy email about you and your book. I want you to remember, all marketing is about them, not you. This also goes for building author partnerships. When it all comes down to it, they're an author looking to get more people into their audience. You're an author looking to open your audience up and get it bigger as well. So when you partner together, it's a mutually beneficial relationship because now you can combine your shared efforts and tap into each other's lists and hopefully combine and make like an even bigger monolithic beast. But first, you have to get to know them and they have to get to know you. So that starts with them. Let them know how impressed you are with their platform and how much you've enjoyed their books. If you haven't read anything by them yet, read something. That's what Kindle Unlimited is for, people. (laughs) Chances are you're going to like it. I mean, if you're writing in the same genre, it's for a reason, right? The goal here is to build up a relationship and a connection. It's not to be superficial, though. So if your eye is only on what they can bring to you, this endeavor will fall flat. We're writers, and we need to be around our own tribe. You might just realize that you found a new BFF just by reaching out to them. And truly, what could actually be better than that? As your relationship grows, so will your collaboration ideas. Offer ways to support your new author friend and let things go from there. In addition to your friendly author competition, you can also tap into book bloggers, podcasters, and other sites that have highlighted your competition. Chances are high that if they did this for them, they'll be willing to take you on as well. So do some research and find out where they've been posted at, what they've done in order to get seen. You can also search online forums related to your genre, your competition's book, uh, movies that are in the same market, etc. The idea here is to add value to the conversation and be a human first and foremost. Sites like Writing Room or Writer's Cafe are known to be fantastic resources for this. You can also search Goodreads or Twitter. Personally, that's where I hang out a little bit more than um, some of the forums. I just don't have the time for it these days. But if you do, that's a great place to be able to head into and talk about things that you enjoy. The sky really is the limit. You could go to Reddit, you could go to Quora, all of those different places have conversations that you can interact with and put your two cents in as long as you enjoy the medium and you enjoy the conversation. That's what's important. A final thought on how you can find readers has absolutely nothing to do with the competition, actually, and that's to use what you have at your disposal. There is likely a writer's group that you could attend and participate in. Maybe you could even volunteer your time. If you've been following me for a while, you know I'm the president of our local writers group, the Lakes Area Writers Alliance. And just speaking from experience, not only do we support our local writers in any way we can, but we very much appreciate it when they step up and offer their own support and their own unique capabilities, whether it be for the organization itself or for our fellow members. So you could consider connecting with them to see if they allow guest speakers or author talks like ours does. Finding new authors to get on the calendar can sometimes be a challenge, so it makes it far easier when someone offers to do it. Because not all authors, let's face it, want to stand up and talk about their books. But if you are one of them who has something that they want to say, this could open you up as an expert in your field and in your local arena, where people will be able to get to know you and like you in person and more than most other platforms, because they'll have that one-on-one engagement level. 
Overall, the goal to finding your superfans is to find like-minded people you can engage with, start a conversation, ask them some questions, learn more about them. Reciprocation will follow naturally when you give more than you seek to receive, if that makes sense. So if you only have one book, your job is going to be easier. However, as you grow as an author, you may find that your audience changes and expands, and you're going to be doing this a couple of times, maybe go through a couple of evolutions. When I first started writing, I was in the YA sci-fi dystopian genre. I was hunting for audiences who would like those stories. However, as the years have gone on, I've evolved as an author. I am no longer YA sci-fi. I'm actually more of a supernatural thriller writer. Finding that ideal reader can be an ongoing battle that changes as you do. But if done right, you can actually hold them in your mind as you're writing your stories, which makes the marketing side so much easier when it comes right down to it. Remember when I asked you to dig deep and get personal into those super fans? There is so many reasons to do it. The more specific you can get on who they are, the easier it will be to talk directly to them and have those meaningful conversations, whether it be forums, blog posts, or the story itself. So there you have it, my friends. My take on how to locate, engage, and thrill your ideal reader. If you have any questions about finding those super fans, remember you can head over to our Author Revolution Facebook page or go into our author community Facebook group. I'll be happy to answer any questions or clarify anything that you might be confused on right there inside the group. Next week, I'm going to be talking about why it's crucial to plan a series for rapid releasing. Transitioning from one book to the next can be a pain, so let's make things a little bit easier, right? If you'd like to get links or download the transcript from today's talk, head over to the show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 28. Last but not least, have you subscribed to this podcast yet? If not, I'd love for you to click on the subscribe button. I love providing you with tips and tricks to take your author career to the next level, and your encouragement keeps me going. All right, guys, until next time, I want you to go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast's Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. <laughs> Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.